Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Claver, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time. And trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast, we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. So often as business owners, we fall into that trap of growing our business focused on turnover and external signs and forgetting that biggie, profit. I know it identify we certainly fell into this in the early years. And it's certainly true for today's guest, Jennifer McKinley. Her company, Core Silver Skincare, was being picked up in international markets. She was considered a huge success and at the same time, she was having a lot of regular financial stress. Everyone was getting paid except her. And even though she loved numbers and accounting, she'd even been a professor's assistant in accounting at Yale when she was getting her MBA there, she still made many of the same entrepreneurial mistakes in terms of managing cash flow for the business. She was chasing revenue instead of profitability. And now she lives by the quote, at the end of the day, revenue is vanity, profitability is sanity. With the same tenacity Jennifer has applied to building her business, she learned about Profit First, a system created by Mike Michalowicz that we recommend to business owners whenever we work with them to help them learn how to get the profit back into their business. The results were good for her and Jennifer now shares her knowledge with other small business owners who struggle to grow a business while remaining profitable. She's New Zealand's only certified Profit First professional and she helps her clients apply the Profit First model to their business. Because we love it as well, I was so excited to have Jennifer on this show today with you to learn how to use Profit First and think about profit and success for your business, not the vanity metric success, but the true success that makes you have a business that you are happy to have and isn't actually killing you. So let's jump in and learn from Jennifer about Profit First. Hi and welcome to Map It Marketing Podcast. I am so excited to be sharing this episode with you because our guest today, Jennifer, is talking about something that is so dear to my heart. If you're a client of mine, you'll know I go on and on and on about the importance of making sure that you put profit first and that you're a profitable business before you do your marketing, which is why we're talking about this. And so I am really excited to have Jennifer with us. Jennifer is New Zealand's first certified or only certified at this present time. Um, and, you know, who knows what happens now, but she is the first. So that makes it, that's important. Profit first professional. And she's a profit first professional coach. I'm sure she'll explain, but but profit first comes from a guy called Mike Michalowicz and he has a program, a training program. So I'm going to head over right now to, to Jennifer. She's going to introduce herself to you. And then I've got a bundle of questions that I know my clients and my listeners will have around Profit First to help people understand it and why it's important and why we're talking about marketing. So welcome so much, Jennifer, today. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Thanks, Rachel. I'm just so excited to be here. And I know uh, just from following you that you walk the walk and talk the talk and you are implementing Profit First. 100%. Your own <laughs> so you're okay. So I love it. I'm excited. 
Awesome. So tell us a little bit about why you trained to become a Profit First professional coach. And it is Profit First professional, isn't it? Like if someone's saying Profit First coach, they're not trained as a proper one. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We do go through. So worldwide there, you know, there are Profit First professionals all around the world now. And we do go through a very extensive certification process and we have to renew our certification every year we have to do exams and Mm -hmm. so forth so when you know that you're you know when you're working with a certified first professional you know that you're getting someone who really really understands how to implement the system so for me, it really started because I had my own company. You know, I just love I sort of part business junkie, part product junkie. And so I had launched probably about 13 years ago now, a skincare company. And from all of the sort of vanity metrics, you know, revenues, yeah. um, distribution, outlets, celebrity usage, it was just going gangbusters. As it was growing, it was just like eating more and more cash, you know. And um, so it was about five years ago where I just was at the point where on the outside, it just looked so successful. Mm -hmm. And yet on the inside, I knew that every month after all of the bills were paid, there was never anything left over to pay myself. And and it was just a nice feeling, right? It's not, it was so stressful and, you know, I had this weird sense of loyalty to all of my customers around the world where it was like, I can't, I can't stop making these products because there's just such avid customer loyalty and yet I'm going to end up in the poorhouse if I do keep going this way. And it was just, you know, sleepless nights, so much stress and it just it got to the point where I was just so regretful of ever starting the business to be honest and well, this uh, crazily familiar to me this feeling <laughs> really <laughs> because I think I do think that so many business owners this is a thing that they go through if they haven't set out right from the beginning they might start off profitable but as you grow you get into this trick of going I'm just going to pour all my investments back into the business or I'm going to until you discover it's not investment it's actually you're not profitable yeah That's right. You trick yourself. You trick yourself. And also, I think the media also tells us this story. And, you know, they they make a big deal of all of these, you know, quote unquote, successful companies where it's like, it's okay not to be profitable because there's going to be some magic point where all of a sudden you're profitable and it's all going to pay off. And that's just not the reality for most small business owners. That's the startup thing, isn't it? Like that's one of the things I think I'm watching Silicon Valley, which is this funny sitcom on Netflix. And it's, we got sold this idea that you have to do the hard yards. You have to like basically go into all this debt for years. And then one day this door open and you'll reach the heaven of unsaleable gains and amazing wealth and riches. And that's what you're heading towards. But for most people, it's uh, years and years of no payment until you're burnt out and the business doesn't work. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't, no. And what I love, so when, you know, having all of these fantastic meetings and so forth, and yeah, I'd go back to the hotel room every night and think, well, this is all good and, you know, but I've got no cash left really to be doing any more growth and more product development. And I was listening to podcasts. I'm such a podcast junkie. So Excellent. I heard this thing. <laughs> yeah. 
I heard this thing about Profit First methodology by Mike Michalowicz and, I, and it just piqued my interest. And so I immediately bought the book on Audible and spent the rest of the trade show listening to that. And it just made such perfect sense. It's so intuitive, it's so simple. And I got really mad at myself because I'm really good with numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why didn't I do this right from the beginning? This could have been such a different story. But the point is, at that point, I was like, okay, here's the line in the sand. And from here on out, I'm going to implement profit first. And it was such a game changer for me. So that's why I decided to get certified so that I could work with other small business owners and have the same results for them. Yeah, I want to talk about why it's important to sometimes use a coach like you for Profit First. But before we do that, let's just for people who have never heard of it before and don't understand it, can you give me a really basic breakdown of what it is and also why it works so well? Yeah, sure. So really at its genesis, it's um, kind of what we call bank balance accounting. So as a small business owner, instead of, you know, dealing with all of your financial statements and going into zero and not understanding them, and also seeing profit on your profit and loss statement, but then having a disconnect to your bank balance where there's no cash there because there's all of this other happening on your balance sheet and so forth. So you don't need to worry about any of that. So just use your bank accounts and set it up in a way where every dollar that comes into the business already has a spoken for purpose. Mm -hmm. So every dollar, part of it's going to go to your government account. So that's not your money anyway. That's the government. And that was a game changer for me. I have to say that when we changed the name of tax account to government's money, I stopped stealing from it. Yes. The moment I did that, because it was like, not my money, can't steal from it. That's right. That's right. And I I have had so many clients come to me because of that tax bill. And, you know, they've got no cash in the bank to pay it. And it's just like, what do I do? And so just by that one thing, that is such a pain point for a lot of companies. So that's a huge game changer. Then the other really important things are paying yourself because you are the company's most important employee. So taking some of that, you know, that $1 and putting that into your owner's pay account, taking some of that $1 and putting it into your profit account. And so, you know, basically every dollar that comes in, we figure out what percentage of that dollar goes to these really important accounts And then what's left over is your operating expenses. So instead of having just one big bank account where you're just like, oh, this has been a good week. Oh, I'm going to go do that marketing campaign or, oh, I'm going to start that product development. Or buy a truck. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There you go. There you go. Go overseas. Well, we can't do that moment. But, you know, like that, I do a lot of my clients who have a big year get stuck because they haven't done that. And it's because they've gone and bought a big thing or even like a laptop or whatever, but they didn't consider they had to have that money aside to pay themselves and other things. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, God bless accountants, but they um, really, their, their accounting equation is sales minus expense yeah. equals profit. And what that does, um, psychologically, it sort of makes profit the afterthought. 
And so you're thinking more about the expenses and you're really never thinking about the profit. Mm. And it also makes it sort of an event as opposed to a habit. So it's something that happens at the end of the quarter or the end of the year, mm. the financial year, as opposed to what we do is we make we flip the accounting equation. So it's, you know, sales minus profit, owners pay money equals expenses and what that does is every week when my clients do their allocations they're thinking very thoughtfully about okay well this is what I've got to spend on operating expenses so how do I do that in the most resourceful way that's going to keep the business moving forward. Yeah and I think one of the things I found really liberating from this is that also the profit loss statement on your business your tax often isn't included, like the profit thing doesn't often include your tax. So you might yeah. go, oh, I've got 40, I don't know, say let's just take $40,000 for the last quarter profit. And you go $40,000, that's all my money. And you haven't thought about the fact that 30% of that potentially or 25 is tax, you know, yes. and then you're, so all that stuff isn't in there. Um, so I, th I do think it's important. I want to ask you a question because you mentioned the two accounts and I understand it because I follow profit first. But this was a huge mind shift for me. You mentioned having one account for your owner funds or your paying yourself and one account for profit. Now, for a lot of business owners, they think those two things are the same. Why are they different? Yeah, a great question. And um, sometimes I get some pushback yes. from clients like, why can't we just lump it all together? So the owner's pay is really your compensation for working in the business. Your job. And your job. You're the most important employee. Yeah. And, um, you know, when, when you look at sort of the target allocation percentages we have, that number, as you get like, you know, to sort of like 50 million a year company, that percentage of owner's pay goes way down, right? Because you've yeah. got a whole team around you. But for a lot of the clients that I work with, you know, they're, they're just getting started or they've got a couple of team members. So they really are working in the business. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's your compensation. And, and the amount um, that you set aside for that is to, you know, basically pay for your lifestyle, right? It's your owner's drawer. Now, profit, I love this account. This is my favorite account. It's my favorite account so too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So profit has two purposes. Um, it's really your compensation for being the shareholder of your company. So it's like your dividend for being that shareholder for the risk capital that you've put into the company, for the opportunity cost of going and working for somebody else and being paid a salary. But what I love about it is, um, so that just goes away into what we call a no temptations bank account. So you're not touching it, you're not looking at it. And then at the end of every quarter, you get to take a distribution from that. And there are two rules around it. One, just take 50% um, and you are not allowed to reinvest it in the company. You have to spend it on yourself. And uh, so it's a really celebratory account. But it's also a really, really prudent account because what happens with that other 50% that you leave in that account, it accumulates and that becomes your cash reserve. And I mean, gosh, I mean, don't we know how important having a cash reserve is over the last so you know, couple of years? Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely, because I'll, I'll actually say um, last year, because I'm a big fan of Mike Michalowicz, which Profit First, he said that, and I've read all his books, and we recommend all of them to our clients that we go through and, and basically, and one of the books he had as well was called Fix This Next, which I think you're a you're a coach for more than just Profit First, is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. so, so Fix This Next, um, he does like a yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you've got to ask questions, and one of the things he asked was, you know, like the Profit First, I was like, yes, 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 all the finances, and then it had do you have three months and um, three months cost or income to cover yourself if there was a problem? And I, we, Rod and I were doing it last year, and we're like, "Oops, no, we don't." So we actually had that, and that that's the buffer, and and it gives you this. When you, what I learned from that is when you have that profit money in the business, that that buffer, what happens is you make better decisions because you're not making decisions of I've got to do this to get the sale in tomorrow or I've got to do this because of its emergency. You go, I'm going to do this because it's best for my business long-term and you make yeah. better decisions. Yes, exactly. And and then, you know, my profit, um, you know, my profit hold account, at the beginning of me doing profit first, I literally just put 1% into that, that was my starting point and and I did have some debt and so what I was doing using my profit distribution at the end of the quarter I would take 90% of that distribution mm -hmm. and just pay down more debt right and then but I kept that 10% just to get into the habit yeah. of having a celebration nice. and so like my first distribution paid for a manipedia deluxe manipedia perfect so, that's perfect right yeah. like that's a treat yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's forward to 2019, um, you know, all the debt's gone. And so then one of those those distributions paid for a trip to Cuba. So it really just becomes fantastic. But then last year, um, you know, I was like so many other mm. consumer products companies around the world, I was having some, you know, really major supply chain issues. And at one point I went out of stock for a couple of months and it was just, so, you know, so there my revenues huge, you know, yeah. pretty much went to zero and, and I didn't freak out and I just worked through the process of getting all of the supply chain issues sorted out because I had that buffer. I had that cash reserve mm -hmm. sitting there in my profit hold account. So no need to freak out. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, so for me, because um, one of the things I want to talk about this with you is that um, when you're creating, when you're setting this up, this idea, like I always explain it to clients, it's kind of like the old fashioned, you know, grandmother's envelopes, you know, they'd get their money yeah. out and they'd grab the envelopes and put their money in and they'd go, this is what, what we have for each thing. And and I have, I, I will say to you, like, obviously, I'm not a profit first uh, professional, you know, some people, most people, some of them have come to see you since because they needed extra help. But, you know, sometimes it's just the book is, is, is enough for them to kind of get it. But I've, I've learned that most people, it's revolutionized as a business, but a few of them, their biggest issue is that lack of self-control. And one of the things that it recommends, which we don't do because we don't need to, is that some of those accounts you don't actually have at your main bank. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And that's another area that I get quite a bit of pushback on. Yes, but, um, I can imagine but, you would. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I sort of feel like I'm, you know, sort of your uh, coach at the gym or your, you know, you know, sort of accountability partner. So I won't I won't let you get away with not doing your no temptations accounts over yeah. at another bank. 
Um, and so those two, that's the profit hold account and the government or taxes hold account. Mm. So you just send the money over there and then you just don't look at it. Mm. And, you and you know, it's too easy if it's in the primary bank to just go in and say, oh, I'm just going to borrow that account to yeah. pay this bill this week and I'll pay it back next week. And then you never do. You never and do. So, yeah. Yeah. And so having it at a different bank, it really sort of um, has a little bit of a circuit breaker so that you can, this is where the, you know, brain psychology comes into it, so that you can have time to activate your prefrontal yes. cortex and have a little, you know, discussion with yourself. Do I really need this money or is there a different way that I can do this so that I don't touch that money that's, you know, over there for a reason? Um, as opposed awesome. to just acting on impulse yeah because I I do this also I have a shares these account so one of the things I I was always historically very bad with money like I had to change a lot of stuff around the way I saw things my husband's very good with it and when he came in to identify he kind of rescued and he, he implemented profit first I tried to implement it and I was just I was doing all those things you said I kept on still robbing money out and I, I didn't do it right now he's just he's he's taken it and he's run with it and we've seen huge results but I have that same thing with my sharesies account because now I we get like a little bit of pocket money and our own money, you know, from our salary. Um, and I go and invest it in sharesies. But sharesies, it takes a week for that money to come out. Like if you take it out, you can withdraw at any stage. And I have a couple of times gone, oh, I would like that thing. Maybe I'll go, I like that look at that ring. Maybe I'll go and get some money from my sharesies account. And then I go to the sharesies account and I go, ah, it's going to take a whole week. Do I really want it? And I it's just that block, right? So having yeah. physical boundaries protects us from making those spontaneous decisions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then for me, I have a couple of other set my um, no temptations. Back. So for me, as a product company, um, you know the oh, cost yes. of inventory, the cost of you know actually buying the ingredients, mm -hmm. you know working with the factory. Those, every time I place a purchase order, that's like tens of thousands of US I can dollars. Imagine. And so that was, that was one of the huge, like you with your government account, for me, setting up that account, that inventory purchases account, I call it, that actually was just a game changer for me. Mm. And instead of you know, always like rambling, like, God, how am I going to place this purchase order? Um, now the money's just sitting over there. And my note, every week I make an allocation over there, my bank account. And when I place a purchase order, which I, you know, actually just today I need to pay, you know, the, the remaining 50% on a purchase order. And it's a lot of money and it's just done. I just woke up. Yeah. And I think that's the liberty, right? Like when it's set up right, it's, that's what you get is you get a liberty to make decisions and not be scurrying away. Like I know for us, like our, our tax account has a lot of money in it. It probably has too much money in it, but I don't care because it's government's money and it's just sitting there and it just it just means that if we get a bill, if we have a big year, like this is a year that we got to that provisional tax, you know, and then the other, and, and like that would be huge, but the money's in there. You know, it's just yeah. safe. And I think that is, I think what it does is it takes this financial stress that so many of us as business owners carry and it just offloads that. Um, I was yeah. going to ask you a question about it because one of the things that you mentioned in that paying yourself thing is that 
sometimes when you do this initially and you discover your business isn't as profitable as you want it to be, there is a bit of what my husband would call a come to Jesus moment where you realize that you can't pay yourself what you're worth initially. Would that be fair? Yeah, that is fair. That's totally fair. Um, And so that's why working with someone like is really helpful because I can have a look at what your current percentages are in the different, you know, different categories and then say, okay, well, this is where we'd really like you to get to, but you're not going to get there like in the first quarter. So let's actually figure out a rollout plan to just keep moving every quarter closer and closer to those target percentages. And so as an example, I had a client last year um, who, you know, had seven fixes. So it was a consumer products company, seven figure losses. Um, they then got hit really hard by COVID. And so they were just like, oh gosh, do we just close up shop? Mm-hmm. And they thought, well, they were kind of skeptical as to whether, you know, Profit First was even going to work for their company because their losses are so huge. And so we literally started with 1% going into the prop account and 1% going into the owner's pay account. And what that did was it then said, okay, well, we're sort of operating at, you know, minus, um, you know, sort of 283%, let's say, uh, percentage in terms of operating expenses. But how do we start paying ourselves? And so just doing that 1% and 1% gets you into the habit, but then it also forces you to shine a spotlight on, okay, well, what's going on in operating expenses and how do we start changing that? And, um, you know, fast forward a year and they're doing really well. They're doing really well. Yeah. That's what we did um, as, you know, when we came into it, um, we did that. We did a profit, uh, the profit account had 1% in it initially, you know, a little amount of money and, and it, but we would go and use it to go out for dinner, you know, so that yeah. would be like, yeah, we did that, you know, um, and we, when we started paying ourselves, we, we could afford a little bit, but we started paying ourselves minimum wage. That was our first step was to pay ourselves minimum wage. Our teams were all earning a lot more money than us, which is yes. gutting because we were doing a lot more work in terms of like that thing and holding this responsibility, but we were paying ourselves minimum wage. And then we just had a plan of this is what we're going to do as as it's healthier, as we can do this, as we step it up, we'll do it. What I found really interesting was we actually had some steps that we've never got to. We can afford to get to them, but we actually realized that I, well, Rod went to put our, our salaries up this year and I said, I'm actually really happy on the salary we've got. And I've learned to live within the budget of that. I'm quite happy to keep it at that. It doesn't, it's not cramping our style. And, and my mind shift around money had changed as well. Oh, my God. I love this so much, Rachel. You have no idea. So oh, really? One oh, cool. things, yeah, <laughs> no. One of the things I do with my clients is we actually do some work around, okay, well, what do you want your life to look like outside of your business? Um, what are some of your personal financial goals around your life? And and then use the profit first percentages to reverse engineer out, okay, so this is what the size of the company needs to be. Yes. And um, and so when I did that for myself, you know, years ago, when I was like at the end of my rope, it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, hang on a minute. I don't have to have a $10 million a year company mm. to lead the life that I want. Yes. And so... I actually, I shrunk the company to get that stability. In Love place. it. 
Yes. I pulled out of, you know, a couple of really prestigious, again, vanity metrics, um, mm-hmm. prestigious markets like Russia and Japan. And I, I locked off a couple of products that weren't profitable. And I just shrunk the company yeah. so that I could get my sanity back and, and then, you know, start yes. growing it more profitably. Yeah, Because that's what we did. We were offering all the stuff and we squished it down to the stuff we really love doing. And we constantly, like even this morning, I was like, we're doing this now, but where are we going in five years? Like, what does our week want to look like? Do we want to be doing work every day? Where's the liberation if there's a great fishing day? Like, how are we making this? And Profit First has allowed me to think that way because I know that whatever we do, the structure is going to keep us profitable. Yeah. Um, and I think that's yeah. that's the most exciting thing. I think the other thing too, um, and this is going to probably, um, you probably won't agree with the way we do this, but here's the funny thing. Our profit money actually goes basically most of it except for once a year we go on overseas trip which you can't do at the moment or we might do something nice to the house ours is going to fast tracking our mortgage repayments to pay it off, to oh, pay it off. and no, i get I joy so much joy so much joy from that yes no i think that's brilliant uh i just you know so so that idea of taking part of that profit distribution and and paying down debt whatever yes. it is if it's a mortgage cool a lot of people at the beginning it's credit card debt so let's get rid of that yeah yeah Um, but no I love that you're doing that makes me excited because it's liberating you know like I'm 50 so it's like if we can get mortgage free in the next two years that liberates us again like and so I think it's that thing of like you know, why are we in the business in the first place? You're like, are we in a business to have a job? And are we going to end up being the lowest paid person in the job? And everyone else in our team right. is getting paid? Or are we creating a business to create the life that we want? And that's what Profit First yeah. does, really, isn't it? It really does. It really does. And it, it makes you very intentional about what you want your company to look like. Yeah. And um, to support you. And, and, you know, here's a really, really sobering statistic for small business owners. 88% of small business owners could actually earn more money going and doing the same work for somebody else as an employee. Ooh. So, yeah, super sobering. And, and this is where um, Profit First around the world, you know, our mission, we, we, it, I know it sounds silly, but we're actually, we do have a mission statement. And no, it's mission statements are great. Tell me it. Sounds great. Okay. So our mission statement is to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty. I love that. Yeah. So many small business owners are earning less than their employees, earning less than the minimum wage. And I I would agree with that. Um, I and I'll tell you one of the other things I've learned from working with so many small business owners is when you've been doing it for long enough and not earning the money, your worldview of what you should be earning is so distorted. Like quite often I'll work with a client and they've got a quite a reasonable turnover and I say, well, what do you want to earn from this? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm not taking any money out of it. Like it might be like a small business that's doing maybe, I don't know, 350, 500K a year. And I'll say, I'm not taking money out of it. So I'm kind of thinking maybe like a salary of 30K a year. And, and I'm just like, hey, you could literally go to Countdown, and I'm not saying just in Countdown, I think, and work full-time there and make more than 30K a year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your head has exactly. changed. The way you're thinking is, is warped. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for me, my come to Jesus moment was like, oh, my God, I literally could be making more money at Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> 
And that's really sad. But it's true. And it's it's and then you go, yeah, but it's it's my own business. Great. It's awesome. But you are creating all the stress. You're staying up at three o'clock in the morning because you're worried about it. But imagine if instead you just focused on creating something that is profitable. Because I th- do you think that people struggle with this because they have this innate thing around that block around business? It's bad to think talk about profit. Yeah, yeah. It's um, we talk about this in our community quite a lot. It's like, oh, it is profit first because it's catchy. But sometimes we just wish it was a slightly different term because there is this idea that you know. Um, Greed is, is not good. And, you know, again, it's in the media, this perpetuated myth that every small business owner is making, like, you know, gazillions of dollars. And the, the reality is, A, they're not. But, mm-hmm. um, B, that, you know, there's nothing wrong with building a business that's profitable enough to pay you what you're worth. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And so... So I sometimes talk about instead of profit first, it's purpose first. So, you know, the sort of, you know, the profit means that you're paying yourself, um, you're putting aside money for taxes, you're growing the company, um, you're living your purpose and getting rid of all of the stress of the finances and getting that clarity on your finances allows you to get back to your zone of genius in terms of really living your purpose and serving your customers and the way that you really wanted to when you started the business. I, I love that. I think one of the other things that I want to say from my own story around this is that for us, like we got into a mess and we were so far away from what we meant to, we meant to do. We had a team and actually through this profit first process, we could not turn this business around without making some of our, our staff redundant. Yeah. And so when people talk about profit and stuff like that, I'm like, I, I'm the, I want to have the profit because we have this great team now. And I want the profit because I don't ever want to be in the position again where I've got to say to someone, I can't afford to keep paying you. So we have to let you go. And yeah. so you have to look after yourself. There's that whole thing about, you know, in a plane, you have to put your own oxygen on first before you look after your dependents. To me, yeah, as a yeah. business owner, we have a responsibility to look after the oxygen for ourselves and make sure we're looked after because otherwise we can't lead our team. That's right. That's so right. Exactly. And there, there's a funny little sort of, um, it's a little bit woo-woo. It's sort of the magic. I like woo-woo. That- Okay. And we talk about this all the time as well, because, um, you know, a lot of people come into profit first thinking it's all about cutting expenses, right? But really, it's around just getting that clarity around Mm. where, where is the money all going, so that you can make better decisions, but also so you can sleep at night. And so you don't have that stress on the daily. And what happens when that stress is alleviated, all of a sudden, revenue start going up. It's they happened did. every single every time. one of my, every yep. single one. Yeah. So like that, that seven figure loss company that I was yes. talking about a couple of months into them doing profit first. And they, and they said, you know, um, that all of a sudden they felt for the first time that there was a chance of success for their company. And so a couple of months and they got, um, they got actually approached by the U S military and um, and they, uh, you know, they won. They all of a sudden they're like, well, we know how to do this profitably now, so let's yeah. go for it. And they won a thirty-five million dollar U.S. dollar contract. 
That is incredible. I mean, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Because I, I will say just a couple of things. I've got a client. I, she might, I think she might have. There's a few I know I've worked with you, but I don't. We won't talk about whether they have or not because I don't want to ruin their and your privacy. But I've got one that she was in like a huge debt with 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 the IRD, fixed it within a year, could buy a car um, for cash, is now living her best life in a house that she was able to buy within a year. I've got another person who said they would never afford to be able to buy a house. She paid off all her tax debt and she and her, her partner are currently house hunting. Um, we, you know, we're at the moment of like completely having to shut the, down the business and now we have a profitable business. Like this is this is the stories that come out of it and, and it is simplified. Like, you know, it is, it is creating structural boundaries, but so many of us need those boundaries to give us that clarity really, don't we? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and so many people come into, you know, starting their business because they've got a real passion around, you know, what they do, uh, yes. like, you know, in terms of yeah. their technical skills, but they don't know how to run a business. So I, I did a workshop actually on Wednesday um, with a, a group of small business owners and, you know, there was a physio, there was a landscape gardener, there was um, a woman who, you know, has a VA agency, um, so there were all of these different companies and they all started their business or bought somebody else's business because they wanted to be able to, you know, have the freedom of really sort of doing their craft in a way that, mm. you know, they knew that they were good at. And yet they're so freaked out about their financial statements. And, you know, and I ask, I always ask clients when I start with them, how often do you look at your, you know, financial statements? And, you know, the good ones, it's like, you know, maybe once a month, once a quarter, a lot of them, it's once a year when they get their tax return yeah. from their accountant. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I ask them, how often do you look at your bank accounts? And it's every day. Mm. And so, so what we do in terms of setting up all of these different bank accounts is allowing the, the small business owner to just spend a little bit of time every week on their finances but know what their finances are from that little bit of time because, it, it, you know, we call it bank balance accounting. Mm. So I know um, we're going to talk, I want to ask you soon, you know, like how do people get in contact with you to work with you? Because I know that for some people, there is a book um, which you can get from Audible or you can get from online. It's not available, I think, in New Zealand. So I think I normally say get the book on Audible, listen to it, and then order the book if you want to listen to, to, to do it again. Um, I like all of Mike McCallowitz's books. I'm a bit of a fan. I listen to his podcast. You know, I always try and add him in things and he never replies back. But, you know, <laughs> that's okay. But, um, but one of the things that I want to say with this, and we've kind of mentioned before, is that like anything like this, you know, I say this with marketing too, that you, you don't always go from here's this great idea and this great process to it working overnight. Like I know that even when you mentioned that, um, you know, one of the things to profit first is that all this money goes into your income account and then you disperse it once a month. I think it took us about a year and a half before we were able to wait a month to disperse it. We had to do weekly for about a year and a half. In fact, to be honest, probably for the first three months, every single time a dollar came into the account, we had to disperse it just to keep ourselves moving. But that's a step, mm -hmm. right? Like that's that's the one of the benefits of this is it's a sign of a healthy business when you can start waiting a whole month for any money to come into the account to come into your spending accounts. Yeah, that's right. And I actually, so I still do my allocations weekly, 
Um, so, so you know, at the very least, do them once a month. Yes. At the very most, do them once a week. Like I had yes. one client who got so excited, she started doing it daily. It's been exhausting. Yeah. It is, and <laughs> racked up all these bank, bank fees. You know, it's like, no, no, don't do that. Um, super cute, but don't do it. Um, so, and then a lot of people do it twice a month. Mm. so but the reason I do mine weekly is because um you know I just find it enjoyable and it is enjoyable. Um, but it it's also just a really tangible way so you've just been working all you know in your business all week long and it's just I do mine on a Friday afternoon and it's just a very tangible way of seeing that everything I've been working on is paying nice. off so that's like- why I do mine but you're a product-based business too, aren't you? So as a service-based business, yeah. we often get paid on the 20th. Um, yeah, so that might be that yeah. main difference. Can I also say, Jennifer, there was something else I was going to say around this, around that, um, the payment thing. One thing that happened to us with Profit First is we did start attracting better quality clients. And we have a couple of clients who like to mess with Rod so much. In fact, most, most of our clients are like this. They, In fact, one of them literally sits by her computer on the 31st or the 30th of the month and waits for the invoice to come so she can pay it before the end of the month, which messes with his accounting because then, of course, you know, it's like not in that thing. But nearly the vast majority of our clients pay early and very rarely do we have someone who pays late. And if they do, they they will come and say, hey, something's happened. Here's my payment schedule or whatever it is. But that, mm-hmm. that quality, that happened from when we started using Profit First and we started looking at how we manage things it actually increased the value or the type of customers that we actually got from that as well. Oh, that's really interesting. And, and I think, again, it's a little bit of that, um, you know, sort of what you put out into the universe, you yeah. get back. And so if you value yourself um, and the way that, you know, you're sort of managing the company, then you're going to attract people who value and respect you as well. Yeah, um, I, think I love that's that. True. Yeah, it's been a really exciting thing. So, so tell me, um, so, so the, let's just go over the basic premises that you have an income account where all the money comes in, and then mm-hmm. once a week or once a month, you split it into which accounts are they? So, at the very least, you want your government or taxes, um, okay. your G, for New Zealand GST. So we do that actually first, um, then your owners pay your profit and then your operating expenses. Cool. So New Zealand, because of the GST one, um, we recommend, unlike the book, we recommend that you open six accounts. Because we we personally just put the GST in our government's money account. But that's, okay. but, yeah. but that's, but that's partly because I have a very self-controlled husband, business partner who just manages everything you know um and yeah. so but I do I do think that's really important and also the other thing we put in there is our PAYE uh-huh yeah yeah so that also goes so, in there. so any tax we put in there yeah exactly exactly and so what what I'll do with clients is really customize it and um, so from those base accounts I'll really customize it by industry um, by what some of their goals are. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have this kind of cheesy saying, when in doubt, open an account. And, uh, <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> saying, to be honest. No. And so, you know, very often there'll be a salaries account that will open up and anything to do with payroll, mm-hmm. um, you know, KiwiSaver contributions, ACC, things like that will go into that. 
Um, and then for me, for example, in my business, I also have a new product develop, development account. So every week I'm just putting oh, money aside for new products as opposed to how I used to run the business before Profit First was, you know, a retailer or, you know, um, someone would say, we would love to take in your line, but we need you to add this product. And then I'd dip into my savings and launch mm. the product. Now I don't do that until I don't launch any products until I've already got the money sitting in the bank. So it's, yep. it's a way of making sure that the existing company can afford that future growth whether it's employees, whether it's new locations, whether it's new products, whatever uh, for, it is. For me, it's ring lights and microphones. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm waiting, I'm saving up for a really funky new ring light. I've got, I've got a new one, but I want another one. It's anything tech, like because that stuff helps yeah. me with what I do. I think that's so important. So um, it's been awesome. I've loved this. And I, I know that for, um, we had another podcast um, earlier on in the year with Natalie Comhill, which I'll link into this as well, because it's related, you know, and because it's been really, people love talking, hearing about this because not enough people talk about the importance mm -hmm. of thinking about the money. If people yeah. go and listen to this and go, I need Jennifer in my life, like I have to have this person in my life, how do they get in touch with you and how do you work with them? Yes, so um, so it's the beauty of profitfirst.com is the, um, and I'm on Instagram, again, the beauty of Profit First, Facebook, the beauty of Profit First. Um, and then how I work with them, so initially to get the implementation done, it's a five-week process, yep. so it's it's pretty fast, actually. And so every week we um, do a new, you know, module. And so by the end of the five weeks, we will have Profit First completely customized for their business and completely implemented, and they will have done their first few allocations. Um, and then, you know, some clients at the end of the five weeks are like, Jen, I'm golden, this is awesome, and away they go, and then others, um, you know, similar to sort of having a, a, a personal trainer at the gym, others keep me on for, for a monthly check-in or a quarter check-in, um, and then as you said, you know, there's, there's other books around, you know, might like fix this next, so quite often, you know, some of the clients will start working with me fix this next um you know thing vital needs that are in their business but it'd be simple so five weeks we'll get it completely customized completely implemented in your business and then if you want an accountability partner you know that's where I come in monthly and quarters and just review your percentages see what's working what's not working can we move closer to those target percentages um, have your revenues grown so much that we need to move into a new category of percentages? That's so always that an exciting moment, moment, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, you, um, I've got this one client who she's now like, her revenues are so huge, but because of Profit First, she completely changed her cost structure. And so she's in, you know, like column D on our target percentages but in terms of revenues, but we've actually kept her allocation percentages at a lower band because it doesn't make sense for her to have so much in the OPEX account. So you can pay herself even more. Yeah, and I think I, I that's, probably that's just exciting. Lost your, 
Yeah, I've probably just lost everyone then. No, no, I but know. I think I think what we're saying is yeah. that for profit first, it's a journey. It's it's about applying something. Um, it's first, it's a mindset shift of changing the way that you see it and going. Um, my business, I I have a right one to get paid for the work I do in the business, and two to take profit on top of that. That's the first biggest thing, isn't it? Because it's a huge mindset. And then when there is that mindset, often you need someone else externing to you, especially if you've got a fear of numbers and maths, to come and help you implement that into your business. Because right. it helps you just see, because I do, you, I know we, you know, I, I don't want to take all your day, but I think one of the things I want to, I want to ask you is, do you think a lot of people have shame when they come to you about the mess that they've got into? Are you kidding? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. That is yeah. the biggest thing. Um, and so, so you know how I how I just make them feel better is you know just let them know that they're not alone, um, and and also just say look you know that that was then and now we're going to put the line in the sand and we're going to do things differently, and it, as you say it is going to be a journey we're not going to get there overnight but quarter by quarter month by month week by week we're going to move you to the place where you are actually a really, really financially healthy company. Mm, that's powerful. That's so exciting. Hey, Jennifer, it was a real pleasure having you on today. At the end of the podcast, I always go through and just give some suggestions around what they are. So but I hope everyone comes in and gives you a bit of a follow on LinkedIn and Insta and Facebook and, and sees what you're putting out because I think it's amazing. And I love that we've got New Zealand's only certified Profit First Professional with you today. And if anyone's got questions about this um, and you want to come into the Facebook Marketing Facebook group and ask those questions, do do that. And just stay tuned before we do a little bit of an action point from us today. Thank you so much for coming today. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks. It's really fun. If you've listened to this podcast and thought, hmm, I think I need to have help with my profit, I'm going to give you some simple steps to help you move forward from today's podcast. But before we do that, I'd love it if you came and be part of our Mapit Marketing community on Facebook. Now, the link is in the show notes and you can come and ask questions. We often have special deals for some of our webinars and training sessions through the year. And it's a lovely, friendly community where you can share about your business, ask questions and get support on your marketing and your business growth. Right. Here's my recommendation. The first thing I think you need to do is give yourself some space and time to really take a look at your business. Think about the goals of the things you really want to do in your life. And is your business doing that or is your business just a really expensive hobby? Also, one of the other things I need you to do is really think about, are you paying yourself for both being a worker in the business and also taking profit from the business? If you're not doing those things, I highly recommend reading Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But I also recommend that if you're really out of your depth and you can't work out how to do that, book a time in with Jennifer. And if it all fails, do make sure that you go and rename your tax accounts, government's money. That was an amazing thing for me. Totally changed my life. Right, next week it is me and I'm going to be talking to you about some of the things that you can do, the apps and the ideas and the time-saving things that you can do to save you money as you grow your business. Looking forward to it. Thanks for tuning in today to Map It Marketing with me, Rachel Claver. Make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you want notes or information about today's podcast, go to rachelclaver.com slash podcast for more information.